You may be seated. Did anybody else think that that organ was more appropriate than the praise to you, Lord Christ, to follow that gospel? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> when we read today's gospel in our staff meeting earlier this week, one person noted that it can be hard or strange to utter the words, praise to you, Lord Christ, or thanks be to God at the end of certain lessons if you're paying attention. And this would certainly be one of those instances. What exactly is this passage trying to teach us about God, about love, about following Jesus, about our call as Christians? Beware of birthday parties. What not to serve as the final course at dinner. Don't underestimate the influence of dancers. I don't think so. But I do think that there is something to this reading, something we can take with us as we walk this path as followers of Jesus. First, if you will allow me a moment to geek out, notice how this gospel begins. The story of John the Baptist's head being served on a platter is not happening in real time. It's a flashback to answer the question, who is Jesus? Mark's gospel does this several times, these flashbacks. We call it intercalation or a Markin sandwich. What's actually happening in real time is that Herod has heard all these things about Jesus, what Jesus is saying and what Jesus is doing, casting out demons, healing people, sending out disciples to do the same. And he gets nervous. People are asking the question, who is this guy? Just like the gospel two weeks ago when people asked, where did this man get this power and wisdom. Is this not Mary's son? It seems whenever people come upon the works of Jesus, they ask, bewildered, who is this person? Indeed, a couple of chapters after this, Jesus will ask his disciples, who do people say that I am? And even then, they will respond with answers similar to Herod and friends. Oh, you know, some people say you're John the Baptist, others Elijah, and still others a prophet. But then he'll turn the question on them and ask, but you, who do you say that I am? And precious Peter will respond, you are the Messiah. So that's what I think this gospel is all about. It's about answering the question again and again and again, day after day, who is Jesus? Who is Jesus in our scriptures? Who is Jesus in the history of the world? Who is Jesus to you? I used to be part of a prayer and praise team in college, leading the contemporary worship service on campus, And we would often sing a song that has been playing in my head all week long. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say is the son of man? Do people see your love for me? Who do you say that I am? I tried Googling this song and could find no trace of it 
on the internet, but I promise you we were singing it regularly 20 years ago and it is ingrained in my memory. So let's take a look at what the various characters in today's story tell us about who Jesus is, God with us. Consider John, Jesus' cousin, born just months before him, telling the world, prepare the way of the Lord. Even in utero, John leapt at the presence of Jesus. His whole life was dedicated to breaking open the world to make room for Christ's presence among us. He was paving the way for the kingdom of God, and I am pretty sure that he knew exactly what the risks were in ushering in said kingdom. And then consider Herod, who despite John insisting that Herod's marriage was a sham, respected and protected John and liked to hear what John had to say. Herod was fascinated perhaps drawn to the truth that John spoke, perhaps drawn to the fact that John spoke this truth with such courage, perhaps intrigued that John could be so comfortable in his own skin despite not fitting in at all. Herod seems to have liked John just enough to keep him close by and keep him alive. But he also seems to just dance on the edge of conviction. He's intrigued, but he's not a convert. And so he is deeply grieved when his daughter asks him in front of all his friends for John's head on a platter, but not grieved enough to save the one person interested in saving him. I read this story and I have to wonder how many of us are like Herod? How many of us are merely intrigued by Jesus the same way Herod is intrigued by John? How many of us like to listen to Jesus and are perplexed by the things that Jesus says, respect Jesus, until we get in an uncomfortable social situation that asks us to choose between loving others and loving ourselves? between worshiping God and worshiping power, between saving a life or saving face. I ponder all of this in my heart while also reading the lesson from 2 Samuel, which is not meant to be a thematic partner to today's gospel, but somehow I think it is. You see, David, who is far from perfect, has just become king of Israel. And he decides to name Jerusalem the capital. He then decides that if Jerusalem is to be the center of the kingdom, then God needs to be at the center of Jerusalem. And so he brings the Ark of the Covenant, a wooden chest containing the tablets that Moses brought down from Mount Sinai to Jerusalem. God is clearly not contained in the box But this box is a physical reminder of the real presence of God, just as the Holy Eucharist makes that presence real to us every week. So first, David has decided to relocate the ark as a statement. God is with us. God's presence is here and it is real. Pay attention. But then, David decides to dance 
And not just a little modest jig on the way to Jerusalem. No, David dances with all his might. Imagine, he is not saving face. He is not on the fence. He is not skirting the question of who God is to him. David is all in and publicly so. I read this story and I have to wonder how many of us are like David? How many of us love God with abandon? How many of us are comfortable enough in our own skin as children of God and as followers of Jesus to throw caution to the wind and live our faith loud and proud? If I'm honest, I have both Herod and David moments. It might even be more accurate to say that I have seasons of Herod's trepidation and seasons of David's audaciousness. Right now, I am probably somewhere between the two. I've got some bruises from sticking my neck out like John, and while my head is still on, thanks be to God, it does make me think twice about living out my faith as boldly as I might like. But my prayer is that we will dance before God. Not dance around God, dodging the question of who God is to us, but dance before God with boldness and joy. My prayer is that we will will announce to this world, God is present in this place, the real God, the living God. God is with us. And that our dancing will grant us the courage we need to stand up for God and God's children and God's creation, following the example of John, who lost his head, and Jesus, who lost his life, but saved the world. But saved a wretch like me, a Herod like me, a David like me. But saved me and saved you God saves us still. I believe, Lord. Help my unbelief. Teach me to dance. Amen.